Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. What is going on, everybody? My name is Cutter Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Weird News Wednesdays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the strangest news stories from around the world. We talk about the news that the real news is too afraid to talk about. As always, I am joined by my best pal, Mr. Sean Mead. Sean, I blacked out during that intro. Did I, I actually do it? I was just going to say, I was like, this is fucking flawless, this intro. There's no little mistakes that I can pick you up on at all. Do you know I wasn't even thinking <laughs> My mouth was just moving Your brain just took Just like Is like No 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 I got this And just took over your body It was like I was drunk <laughs> Like I was out of my own body And I was just doing shit you That was the best we've it. ever done And I can never replicate it Because it was Connor, I didn't we don't do anything to. It's recorded It's fine We can just chop that in Any episode we need <laughs> We'll do a second take. We could. Look, I could do it better. <laughs> no, no, don't don't work on perfection, Connor. The, uh, we could save ourselves twenty seconds of recording time if we just use that every time. And oh, just and get twenty seconds. Things. Twenty seconds once a week, every week for fifty-two weeks is yeah. fifty-two twenty seconds. So that is like two, three minutes. No, yeah. <laughs> twenty minutes. <laughs> About 20 minutes or so. And then Pretty good. Time's that by the amount of years we're going to do this show. So that's, you know, it's about 15 18 minutes, minutes we've said. There we go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I went a bit lower. I have less faith. Do you ever think we spend too much time chatting to each other? Yes. <laughs> and this is weird news. What do we do here, Sean? You have spent the week gathering all of the weirdest news stories from around the world. You're about to read them all out to me. Manu has been too busy optimizing conversations to save time to look at any weird news. Using AI? No, I've just been saying no to people and leaving. <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you know what's fucked, actually? Is I found an AI that edits a podcast. Fuck off. It's like, you know those podcasts you see that have video because people want, I don't know, for social media you need video. Yeah, for but, for oh, my favourite video, by the way, was that video with the, the, two, uh, the two women who were just like, I would buy that restaurant. Yeah, it was like the, oh, yeah. it was a dude bro podcast, but they were doing it. It was so fucking funny. I, can't, I don't know their name. I would love to give them a shout out, but I can't just remember. Buy, buy all the utility companies and then make money every time. Just simply pass go. But... Uh, you literally, you, you like put in the video, put in the audio, be like, that's when this person is speaking. And then you just press go and this fucking thing chops up the whole podcast and does it for you. Like, what? 
Now, I hate AI, right? But I also yeah. hate editing podcasts. That is true. That is true. <laughs> mm. But I have a follow-up. Would it understand our accents? See, this is the thing. It doesn't matter what's being said. Now, the accent thing comes in when I do captions for, like, the videos we put Oh, up. nothing. It doesn't nothing. understand the fucking word. I basically have to type it by hand. It's hilarious. But this one just detects when noise is being made, when someone is talking. So if you imagine it, you have a camera on you, I have a camera on me, and then there's one on the both of us. It'll just cut between those. If we're talking at the same time, it'll go to the wide camera. It's fucked. Okay. So what you're saying is we need to start a dude bro podcast where we talk about shares and crypto. Yeah. And I think we're the two men best suited to cover that. Now that the crypto bubble has popped and NFTs are dead. We're coming in hard. (laughs) <laughs> once, um, once it's in flames, we're coming in on that. Not, not when it's hot. We don't need no. it. That's when we jumped in on the comic book movie news. Right yeah. at the end of saturation on that one. <laughs> <laughs> right around Avengers Endgame. <laughs> yeah, that's... And now's the time. People have been crying out for two more people white are, guys to talk about People are never going to get sick of this. It's the best. We'll um, never get sick of this. Oh, man. So, look. Yeah, this is weird news. By the way, movie monthlies out next week. So next pretty week, good. folks. Very excited to talk about A shit ton has happened, actually. So much, so much. Um, it's great. Yeah, There's news. news. <laughs> this is weird news. And we're going to start this week. Sean, I've got two options for you. Okay. I've got one, seagull, two, donkey. It's up to you where we start. This is around the world this week. I've got two weird news stories regarding one of them, or both of them. Hang on. Okay. I've got one weird news story regarding both of them. There you so go. That there's not one it, story right? that combines a seagull and a donkey. That's not it, on the table. Unfortunately, I don't have that this week, no. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to give a shout out to my boy Jesus and pick the donkey. <laughs> Shout out to the big Jason. <laughs> you don't hear too much from these days. <laughs> yeah, he's very quiet these very, days. Very underground at the minute. Oh, man. <laughs> We're coming in hard at that bubble as well. <laughs> big. Now's um, the time. <laughs> now's the time. All the priests are dying out in Ireland. <laughs> Every one of them is 93. <laughs> you know what I mean? I do. I do indeed. <laughs> um, uh, so we're starting up. You've chosen You've chosen um, donkey. I will donkey. lie, and I actually misread it, and it is a goat. But we're going to go with it anyway. Like, Basically the same. Shout out to my friend Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Loves goats. Mad Big into goats. goats, that guy. Um, so I have spookily accurate psychic goat predicts future, and it's bad news for Prince Harry. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it's fresh. <laughs> I think that goat's going to kill Prince Harry. Is all I think say. that goat is now on a watch list, and rightly so. So, a psychic goat who predicts the future with tarot cards has turned his attention to the royal family, and it's bad news for those hoping for a reconciliation. Sean, would you say it's bad news, Connor? No, I wouldn't. Right. I would say All it's right. bad I news. I would say it's awful news, actually. Um, okay. <laughs> Billy, age six, can look forward in time with the help of his owner, Sue Zacharias, and has performed for audiences across the UK it's using performed. special animal tarot cards. What's an animal tarot card versus a regular tarot card? <laughs> Are they different? Are like it's like Satan and a fucking goat in the tarot card. Well, Satan and goats are inherently linked, Connor. Yeah, everyone uh, knows I'm that. I'm sure you know it's a, it's a classic yeah. pentagram symbol. Animal. I'm just getting a load of tarot decks themed after animals. So, so, this one's an so, octopus. <laughs> <clears throat> so look, here's the deal, right? You picked goat. I've got a psychic goat who predicts the fucking future. This is weird news. He came out this week. I only just found out about Billy and now everyone else needs to know about him, right? That's fair. So, Sorry, I'll stop interrupting. Billy's a goat. He's age six. He has the power to see the future. Forward in time. He can look forward in time. To correct, right? You might be wondering where he got this power. Well, his older Sue, her grandmother had the gift shot. And <laughs> the gift. <laughs> yeah, the gift, right? <laughs> and would read tea leaves for war wives in 1940s 
in England. No, okay. no, she didn't. She did. That right? can't happen. And she Sorry. passed on a legacy of fortune telling through the generations. And then... From mother to soon, daughter. Uh, to daughter to daughter. Right. Then Sue got a pet goat and taught the pet goat how to see the future. See. Questions. I'm confused now because it sounds like, quote unquote, the gift was something that was inherent to the bloodline. Not just something you could teach to anyone, such as a goat. So then it's not hereditary. It's just it's teachable. And at that point, then anyone could learn it. That's the thing. She could have been passing this around. She she hoarded this this gift for herself. Don't mm. you think I want to talk to some war wives? But here's the thing, right? So he kind of specialises in uh, royalty. <laughs> Why? Of all the things to... It's a niche subject. It's very niche. Again, coming in at the tail end of things being popular as well. You had a dog or a goat that was legitimately magic. That yeah. could see the fucking future. Why would you faction them off into a certain segment? I'd and be making bank off every fucking topic. Or even if you had to specialise. We had a fucking octopus that guessed the World Cup. Like, <laughs> You remember Paul? <laughs> oh, I remember Paul. We all remember Paul. Put my kids through school, Paul did. <laughs> <laughs> so, and now Sue's taught it to her pet goat, and he's looked into what the coming months have in store for everyone's favourite son, Prince Harry, Sean. Everyone's favourite? I mean, I've, look, of all of them, pro- you know, it's probably, mm. you know, it's probably the most... It's tough as two Irish lads. Tough. tough. I can't. I can't say anything positive. I'm sorry. Tough. Like, do you know? Do you? Does anyone have any idea of the history? There's no. a lot going on there that's just brushed under the rug consistently. Um, and said his factual factious relationship with his brother William will continue to trouble them both. Thank you, oh, Billy the Goat. I could um, have guessed that. And I'm not a mom of Sue. Mom of two, Sue, lives on a farm owned by her ex-husband's parents. Um, Sean, so, this is so, very important. You're, you're hitting me with a whole bunch of information. <laughs> so, mom of two, Sue, lives on a farm that yeah. is owned by her ex-husband's parents. Yes. So, why don't the ki- Why aren't the kids psychic? Because if it's passed they're down... They're not ghosts. Can you only teach... Oh, so if it's not passed down, it's taught. You can only teach it to one person. She had two kids and she decided, yeah. nah, it's the goat for me, boys. she hates the fucking kids. She hates the sight of them. She hates the heads off them. She said, I'd actually rather teach a fucking goat to see because the future than the two Egypts. That's why they broke up. The, her and the husband. That, yeah. that, that she taught this gift to the goat and not the kids. <laughs> he couldn't handle it. He was just he, do, he couldn't understand what was going on. Why would you waste this one shot? Um, and so they've lived there for 13 years and collectively trade horses. Lovely. Um, the grad of tree was given Billy, who is the size of a Shetland pony, fucking hell, by a friend with her previous goat, which... <laughs> oh. oh, something harrowing happened to this other goat, I want to say. So she had a goat before Billy... Mm-hmm. And that goat also had the gift. <laughs> wait, this other wait, no. So she taught to two goats, <laughs> or this, or did this goat naturally have the gift? Oh, what if th- no? Because the, the goats the aren't goat related. Taught the other goat, but he died before the second goat came along. So she hasn't passed on the gift then yet. Is the yeah. The, the, the thing I, all there. we know is this this goat's making history this week. Like it's after coming out, has some strong viewpoints, was once part of a different family that also had a different goat that was psychic somehow, only had the two psychic goats ever in history. They must be very good teachers. Yeah. Um, that we uh, know of. But the but the goats do tarot cards and the humans do tea leaves. Is that it? So I'm um, trying to fucking rationalise this in my I, head. I, t- I think that's how it works, but how would you... Is that like a cross... It's a cross sports thing. How do you teach someone that if you're more in the tea leaves? There's area? a transferable skill there in, in, mm. in interpreting 
things to mean various things, I suppose. But I don't know if a goat's able to do that. How would he be able to get so specific and be like the royal family? That's what this is about. Billy's psychic power, Sean, have proved spookily accurate over the last few years. Spookily accurate. Okay. Hit and me in with 2019, predictions. In 2018, for example, he correctly predicted one of the men who came to see him would get married and have a family. And in 2022, okay. no, Sean, Billy, the man visited no. again. 2019, was there nothing on the horizon that you could have fucking warned us about? <laughs> nothing else. Can't think of anything else that's coming, let's really, really? I'd wager the wedding didn't even fucking go ahead because of the event that we weren't warned about. he visited about. again with his wife and his baby in 2022, Sean. So All right. Well, Matt. I get... Well, their wedding plans were probably severely interrupted, Connor, if they had gotten married in years prior. I have tarot cards especially for animals, so he will choose a card with his mouth. It's incredibly accurate, she says. Is it though? How does he pick them? Like, how does he define between various cards? Because with a tarot card, you like you shuffle the deck and then you just turn things over. But he's just picking them based on what looks the most delicious, presumably. Yeah. Tarot yeah. cards for animals. Because this is a, this is what I wager she did is just fucking Google it. <laughs> he was asked. <laughs> he was asked if <laughs> Nicholas Sturgeon would be arrested in a police probe. <laughs> <laughs> to do with the SNP finances, who's Nicholas Sturgeon, if anyone knows, a politician in Scotland, um, yeah. has been in hot water recently. And uh, Billy was asked, would she be arrested in a police probe? Billy thought, she's going to get away with it. She won't be nicked. Don't you worry. So, and, and to be fair, has she been? To be honest with you, Nic- Nicola, I would start looking around. <laughs> I think you're going to be arrested. I think you want to get that goat on staff, if anything. Uh, just like consistently get readings from him. He also predicted that Keir Starmer, um, that is the man going for the British Prime Minister role, um, mm-hmm. he would be missing out on becoming PM. And oh, really? he also believes that Arsenal will be pipped to the title by Man City. Oh, well, that's likely or unlikely, Connor. Let me, you, it's pretty close at the minute, Sean. Is it, okay, <laughs> that's what I was thinking, you see. I didn't want to come down on one side. As of today, I'm pretty sure there's like a, they're playing tonight, actually. All right, okay. I'll be watching intently. <laughs> Name one Arsenal player. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Can you name one City player? No, but I can name every character in Ted Lasso, if that helps. Ooh, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, look, they're doing professional reading, Sean. Um, they have, we get a lot of people not wanting a deep or serious reading. Mostly, I think, this is not what Sue said, but imagine being told you have days to live by a fucking goat. I don't know if I would recover, even just emotionally, from... It would be embarrassing, and I don't know why. Yeah, it w- yeah, yeah. It'd be one thing to be told by, like, a, a, a psychic. Or a that, doctor. Or, yeah. Which is, yeah, if you're a doctor and you have two days to live, it's like, wow, that is, that is specific. Uh, <laughs> but if a goat tells you, if you then believe that, I think, you're, it, it, yeah, it somehow it, it muddies the water of your debt of being like, oh, no, but he believed a fucking goat in the end. That's what he died doing. That's what killed him. <laughs> So once so what happens is you walk in, you stroke Billy the goat uh, for a while, they put their har- hand on the deck of cards, and then Billy chooses a card for them. Um, I like to think in my head he's doing that, like one of those card tricks where he's like flicking them all between each each hoof. <laughs> um, but uh, he then chooses it for them, and then that is your future. Um, Sue says it's quite life affirming and my favourite thing is that I mean he's now got it out for Prince Harry he's, it's not looking good so so Prince we, Harry came in co- and did this or he just they did it on his behalf no I think he just did it on his behalf I think right. I think that's a like, so I wouldn't be thrilled about that now someone taking so, so my here's future so th- here's the thing though because at the start of every year we do asparagus lady who predicts yeah. the future using asparagus and now we have goat Billy the Goat who Tarot predicts goat. the future. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, uh, I don't know which one's more accurate. Well, this is what, this is what I was going to ask, is like, which animal would you believe a psychic reading from? <laughs> the classic Sean oh. me and pickup line there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, Dolphin? I see. I mean, that's the obvious answer. They seem smart. They do seem smart. Yeah, yeah, you're going smart animals, like. uh, But I also think they're shithouses. Like, I think dolphins will kill you. So if they tell you, oh, you're going to be grand, I believe them. I'd I'd check your six on the way out, is what I'd be saying there. I Uh, wouldn't trust them, but I believe them. I was thinking a raven. If the raven oh, told my good. fortune, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, that's probably accurate. <laughs> I, I think raven's the right answer. <laughs> it's the only acceptable psychic animal. If a raven's in a tree and starts telling you your fucking future, I'm like, yeah. Believe yeah, this that raven shit. Knows shit. <laughs> this raven definitely knows stuff. What's the least helpful? Hmm. The least helpful one. The least yeah, trustworthy the, one. least trustworthy. A slot. A slot's pretty bad. Yeah, you want, a, like, a ludicrous animal. Like, an animal that just shouldn't be, you know? Like a platypus. <laughs> platypus. <laughs> One of those I, weird animals that lives in the sea that's, like, 50,000 feet down. Yeah, yeah. Some, like a blobfish or some shit like that. Or, like, the one the one that, like, it would, it would be the most charming, but objectively, I feel that they'd be too, inf- you know, they would ha- be too positive about the whole thing. It's like a golden retriever telling you your fortune yeah. she's like oh everything will be fine don't worry about it you got two days left bud don't worry about it it's gonna be a great, great. two days it's great yeah gonna go to, go to the park be great <laughs> so i wanted to move from goats sean oh. because there's i mean look <clears throat> there's a bit of i i was going to say there's a bit of a, a glut in jobs at the minute May, maybe jobs are hard to come by for some people rise of inflation sean you know you know all those Where's, Terms, this like, <laughs> terms, take environmental issues. Um, yeah, whole, that's all going on. Um, all going on. Um, but Sean, what if I could offer you the perfect job for you? Oh, for for me in particular? No, probably just mostly for everyone. I'm doing like the ad pitch. Oh right, okay. Sorry, no. I thought you. I thought you actually I, had. Something I know for you me there. hate. I know you hate big business. I do. You, you, I do. Yeah, big against it. You do hate big business, but also you're very into, like, funding quiet people behind the scenes who quietly influences all true media. Didn't, isn't that what you said to me? No, uh, no, I think you've gotten the wrong end of the stick there, Connor. Um, not in favour of that, please. <laughs> no, it's all right. You hate your job. You've told me off, off mic multiple times. You've said that to me, okay? For legal reasons, and- that's a joke. <laughs> You would have just said I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> I may have said it, but it was off mic. <laughs> but I was pissed at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but Sean, I have a new job for you. At Blackpool oh. Zoo. Oh. Because they're looking to recruit a human seagull. Yes, you can dress up in a big seagull costume. I don't know why. That's not the... How does that represent a seagull accurately? If it's the size of a person. So you basically have to dress as a massive, um, sorry, you have to dress as a massive eagle and keep the seagulls away. Is that, it's like a scarecrow for seagulls is. You got that right, it's like a scarecrow for seagulls. Because seagulls, bastards, we all know that. Yeah. What are seagulls afraid of? Eagles. Um, Because they sound too similar. They sound too similar and they, they share the same syllables. And so what they've decided to do is they've, they've gotten people, humans, to dress up as an eagle in a massive eagle costume and then scare the seagulls away. And I think you're the perfect man for the job. I've put in your resume. I, I think you're going to get it. I'm very excited. Why? Is, is this the best way to solve this problem? Is to hire someone to dress up like an eagle and fucking kick shit around the seagull enclosure. (laughs) So, what they're looking for, Sean, I'll read you the job application. It it. it requires a friendly, energetic and outgoing person to don the costume. Every job has that in the description. (laughs) All very generic. And keep seagulls away from the seaside attraction. Um, So, seagulls, hooligans. All day hooligans, bastards, oh, everyone horrendous. knows. Steal your chips. Mm, true. Um, the zoo explains that a deterrent is required, as seagulls have been known to nick food from visitors, as well as from inside the animal enclosures, um, where they also ripped out an ice cream out of a child a few weeks ago. 
I mean, well, look, they picked their target there, to be honest. <laughs> That's pretty funny. You, yeah. you d- if you're going to pick you anyone, s- pick the child. You see that happening and you're not the child or its parents. That's the most funny shit you've seen all day. <laughs> it's the second afterwards. <laughs> when it goes away and you're just looking at the child and like, you're like, oh, it's going to be good. <laughs> it's going to be tears because it's, it's not even the fact that they lost the ice cream. It's the confusion. This has yeah. never happened to them before. And you before. feel kind of violated. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I had it and now I don't. And I did nothing wrong. I did nothing <laughs> wrong in this scenario. Um, so at Blackpool Zoo, it goes without saying that we love all animals. And as a seaside resort, Blackpool is not short of seagulls. However, the seagulls are proving to be a bit of a nuisance when it comes to trying to steal food from our visitors and our animal enclosures. We need to do what we can to keep the seagulls away from the main visitor dining areas. Sound to sound a bit sinister. Which is why we are looking for a team of people, not just one, to to join our visitor services team as seagull deterrents. You're you're getting a whole flock of eagles yeah. to, to combat this. I would like you to look up the outfit for this job application, by the way, because I think you're going to like it. It's, it's a high-quality suit that you're thinking of. Um, it's really good. They spent a lot of money on it, and I think you're going to really like it. Oh, no. I assumed it would be like... Feathers and fur and stuff. But this is just inflatable. But that's your future, Sean. I've already... I called your boss and quit for you. I don't know. This is your new role. (laughs) I don't like... Oh, this is weird. I don't don't care for this at all. (laughs) What's this gap in your resume? (laughs) Well... Well... You're not going to believe me. But you and several thousand seagulls, I'm the worst thing you've ever met. (laughs) Um, So we need to do what we can to keep the seagulls away from our main visitor dining areas, which is why we are looking for a team of people, as they said. Uh, The listing adds, this role will be offered with variable seasonal hours. Um, They will also want the ideal candidate to be visitor focused, but they misspelled focused, flexible and outgoing. Right. Okay. Couple of questions here. Uh, number one what's the pay do they list the pay for this ridiculous job on their website do you think they list the pay to dress up as an eagle they did not (laughs) because why would that be relevant information for applying for a job it's a competitive wage (laughs) oh is it now is it is it minimum because that's probably what it is pretty competitive a lot of people on it it speaks volumes that none of their staff could just be like this could be added in to like do an hour in the seagull outfit you know Mm. like it means the seagulls a day attack i assume and why would you give you like an inflatable suit for beaked enemies like yeah because they're gonna just pop you and then they're gonna kill you and then you fly away like a balloon in the air. Like, <laughs> yeah. then you're dead. You're confused, but also respectful. Yeah, because, you know, they're not bad guys at the end of the day. Uh, no, they are. Seagulls are dicks. Oh, of course, of course, of course, of course. Do you but think there's like a big long training thing of like them doing brainwashing to be like, seagulls, they're the worst thing that's ever happened yeah. to all of humanity. You have to just like indoctrinate all of these fucking workers to dress up as eagles. They have like their eyes like sellotaped open (laughs) just to see seagulls. Is it like, is it that out of pocket to just release an eagle? I I don't know. How do you train the eagle? You can train eagles fucking easy. There's trained eagles. (laughs) Also, you're a zoo. (laughs) Yeah, you probably can't just let the animals kill each other. Uh... Otherwise, tickets would be a lot more expensive. What's the natural predator of the seagull? <gasps> of that course. That's what we need to know here, Sean. Natural <laughs> predator of... No, skip past Bobcat. I We've assume done that it's one. the eagle, but we can go one more. Natural predator of the seagull. Raccoons, minks, oh. foxes, cats, birds of prey. I've got this figured out, Connor. Okay. Mm. And I'm going to do possibly the riskiest Google search I've ever done on this show, <laughs> which is, this is Blackpool, this zoo is? Yeah. I'm going to Google Blackpool furries. And we're going to see <laughs> if 
There's a there's a meet up in Lancashire, Connor. So what you do? You fucking get them lads in in their big <laughs> cat costumes. Ready. They're already set to go, and then they just wander around the zoo. Nice little day out with the lads. Here's the thing: you need one furry who's a bird trainer and owns an eagle. Yeah, and then you've doubled up the attack. That's that's a, a pincer attack, is what you've got now. Of of every eagle trainer in the world, one of them has to be a fucking furry who dresses up as a cat. Just the odds are just there. That's how it works, you know? There's got to be one, and you got to put it up. Find the right person. You're bringing in two birds, one stone. Not quite, but you know what I mean. No, no stones. No stones allowed. But two birds. mm. One one a bird and one a human in a bird suit. I was thinking you were going to say, put a raccoon on an eagle. (laughs) Oh, that's also... I mean, that could do well in terms of, like, zoo attractions. You train them to be friends and they fight together. I love the idea. This is all going on and none of it is an attraction. (laughs) It was just really boring and there's like a whole fucking animal war going on to the side. Because it sounds like just the the seagulls are just rocking up to the zoo. Like it's not like there's a seagull exhibit in the zoo, you know? No, they're just doing, they're just there to wreck people's days. Yeah, so like the seagulls are, are a wild card in the carefully controlled ecosystem of the zoo. And the only way to remedy that is either an eagle and a raccoon working in tandem or get a bunch of grown-ups who like to dress up as animals and let them loose in a zoo. Those are your two options available. <laughs> With crossbows. You have, like, have to have crossbows. Have to have crossbows loaded at all times. Um, and the thing is, like, my, like that idea, the furry thing, right? It's not that fucking far off from what they're advertising a position for. If anything, True. you could bring a better costume to the role. Yeah, the furries would actually have a decent costume there, rather than the blow-up one. Yeah, so I think they'd be insulted if you made them wear the blow-up one, you know? What do you want? Could you rock, oh, Jesus? Could you rock up to a furry convention wearing one of those inflatable costumes? Do you think you would be kicked out? You'd be laughed out of place. You'd be, you'd be absolutely <laughs> laughed out. You'd leave, you'd leave yourself out of shame, quite honestly. <laughs> It's <laughs> okay, Sean. I want to move on to our next piece of news because delete my history. Um, there's <laughs> delete delete that, bro. Delete that. Um, so, uh, what I have here is a story that was sent in to us by one of mm-hmm. our patrons, Connor. Um, not me, different Connor. It's a ah, popular name here in Ireland. I do um, get confused. I'm, there would be no point in me giving myself the patron uh, support. Fund just because I mean it would be pointless. You are just giving money to Patreon at that point. <laughs> yes, um, but yeah. So one of our patrons, Connor from Connor and Lorraine, and uh, I'm doing from the patron name. Um, they he has sent in a story that I think might be of interest to you, Sean. In that group sets record for world's largest Dungeons and Dragons game at Provo Hall with a total of one thousand two hundred and twenty-seven players participating oh my in it. God. How does that work? Like, how long does the combat phase take? Because <laughs> everyone gets a turn. Yes. But did, did, was it? Was there like several games in the same story, or was it just one fucking big DM? Like so, okay. I, I and um, so Ashby Long dreamed of hosting the world's biggest Dungeons and Dragons game. Shortly after opening his store in the mall, he decided to make that dream a reality, and he contacted Guinness World Records to break the record. Guinness told us we needed over five hundred people. Ashby said. Um, so the crowd on Saturday more than doubled what they needed. Tables and chairs crowded where people filled the, hol- uh, the hallways and open spaces on both levels of the mall throughout the day, with many participants dressed in costumes. Um, so any sort of D&D event I would want to be a part of, but especially one where they're trying to break a world record. It's like, I wouldn't miss this, said Arisa Huffcutt, which... Has got to be a D&D name. <laughs> You'd hope, I mean, if it's not, you're perfectly set up to be a main character in your own life. Your second name is Huffcut and you're not into D&D. What the fuck are you doing? Hey, look. Hey, look. I, I mean, a name is a name, Connor, but a D&D character, that's for life, maybe, depending maybe on Maybe sometimes. Roll. Not really. <laughs> so, Sean, you've looked this up. How, how would you feel about joining this game? I mean, 
intimidated, I think, is the word. Um, mm. It's really cool. I'm looking it up, and it's, yeah, so they had uh, 1,000 players, 200 DMs. So that's, because the DM, like, I don't know how much, like, DM leads the game. Uh, Act like I have never heard of it, and I know a DM is a dungeon master, and you should have said that, but you didn't clear it up, Sean. Go apologies. on. Apologies, <laughs> dungeon master. I'm not uh, down with you kids. <laughs> what you're so, up to? So that's a thousand players to two hundred dungeon masters. So that means that there's five hundred, no five players per dungeon master. Okay. So that so it's not like. A thousand people all rolling dice simultaneously in the one game. I see how like to that kill would have one goblin. <laughs> I, I like I like the idea of one goblin, one thousand two hundred players, and like one dungeon master trying to corral them all in. <laughs> it just has a microphone, and he just like gets really close and whispers, "You lose," and the, the goblin just goes beast mode. <laughs> the goblin has killed seven hundred of you. Still going. <laughs> he has not stopped. He's got an RSI from rolling so many dice all at once. <laughs> um, but look, the event was, wasn't even advertised, but D&D players are a tight-knit community, Sean, and words quickly spread of the goal. Um, 1,000 people pre-registered to participate, and even more showed up in the morning hoping to join. So, like, that's a whole bunch of people, and kind of would be a really good advertising uh, for the current movie that's out in the cinema called Dungeons and Dragons. It's weird, really weird it didn't connect those two together. <laughs> that is true. Also, just this isn't fun news, but the uh, the company behind Dungeons and Dragons, some uh, YouTuber like did a review of some product that wasn't out yet, and they sent like private police to his house. Uh, Fuck off. Really fucking shitty thing to do. Uh they're not like of all, like do you remember how Zachary Levi fumbled the bag really hard during the marketing for Shazam? I do. This is yes. like them fumbling the bag, but like a week after their movie came out. There's no need. Just, There's no just need for any for of a that. Week. <laughs> I what we said about Zachary Levi, give it five weeks. Yeah. You can still say the same stuff, but allow the sit the, allow the movie to happen for five and, weeks. And don't send private police to a YouTuber's house. <laughs> That's my rules. You know that <laughs> about me. The but like the fair play to everyone for showing up. That must have been a nightmare to fucking coordinate though. Like, so Johnny Jensen, I mean, these again, have to be has made to up. be a fake has name. To be made up. Uh, Johnny Jensen sounds like a Devil May Cry character. A volunteer who wrote the guidebook for Saturday's game said the players were given different situations to deal with inside and around an imaginary city. Their ultimate objective was defeating an evil wizard, but it was a city, and they were doing like. So 200 games at once, all taking place in this one city. And all, like, in the same story? Like, canonically, so all of these were happening. So I think it was 200 separate stories taking place within the same city. My God, that's kind of cool. I like that. Because then you could meet up with people after and be like, what did you get up to, you know? Yeah, so as the game was played, a system of, a system of runners communicated information between each table. That's and the dungeon master. That's unreal. <laughs> so there was like an update of what was happening on the other side of the city. That's so, so, and you could coordinate things based on that. That makes me really happy. That's oh very, very God. fun. So we just want to talk about this because it's pretty cool, but also pretty fucking mad that you got 1,200 people going to do that. Um, Sean, yeah. I, I feel like, I don't know if it would work in Ireland. It'd probably, I don't a, know, you'd probably get 1,000 people. I think you would genuinely. Like, you, you get a sizable amount anyway. Um, you might have to advertise it a bit more, but people will travel mm. for that kind of thing. D&D's big in Ireland. You know. What's your character in D&D, Sean? I have a hill dwarf cleric named Conrad I Kask. knew you were a dwarf. Yeah, it fits. <laughs> it fits with everything about me. Uh, he's mad for the drink. Uh, <laughs> so what about your character, though? He, oh, well. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, but he, he uses his life magic to cure hangovers. That's his whole deal. Ah, uh, oh, right. But, and so. he doesn't use his life magic to heal himself after battle. It's more just for the hangovers. No, he heal himself after battle. He's very, he's a very strong boy. Conrad is good constitution on him. 
I'd be a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to play D&D with you, but you would do the most slimy shit in the world. I'd be like, how can I betray Sean in this situation? Yeah. <laughs> I stabbed Conrad in the back and run, <laughs> leaving yeah, him as a distraction. A massive, a massive evil wizard shows up. What will you do? I stab Sean in the back first, um, and then I take up my feet for the rest of it. I negotiate terms with the wizard. <laughs> I sacrifice Sean as my as my prop. I'm like, allow me to pass, and you can feed. <laughs> he's he's full of ale. He'll be delicious. <laughs> Um, okay, Sean, I think we need to move on because uh, what we have next is a mystery that I think you need to solve because oh. um woman claims she received 150 soft drinks and d- d- delivered over the course of three days for no reason. I'm still not sure where they're coming from and how they're even getting here, she said. Right. Okay. And like in cans, in bottles, loose. Just a so bag an of Australian liquid. woman... Uh, has lowered in internet sleuths uh, to figure out why she's been receiving numerous bags of Powerade, Gatorade and other various soft drinks without ordering them. So she's a Sydney resident and she introduced the mystery uh, on April 22nd um, in, with a video showing the 31 bags of soft drinks that had been delivered to her house over the course of two days. According to her, the bags held 125 bottles and each delivery had the same amount amount of beverages. Deliveries continued until 7pm the following day. The third day of deliveries. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't th- like, maybe it's just a genuine mistake. Like a shop or something gave the wrong address on one of their orders. Well, this time on the third day it was four quantities of Coke, Coke Zero, Fanta and Mount Franklin bottles. Mount Franklin bottles. Um, Australian people, tell us if that's good or it's, not. It's Australian spring water, apparently. Um, oh. I'm still not sure where they're coming from and how they're getting here, but they just keep turning up at my door. And now there's not even a doorbell. They just keep leaving them there. <laughs> Uh, so even the delivery driver is just like I want nothing to do with any of this <laughs> so in three days she received 150 bottles I mean at, at what point do you just start selling them like being like yeah I guess I'm a shop now like mm. who, who's sending like surely there's a label on the package to to be like hey this is from this company or this business so apparently the drivers had the first name of the person that was making these orders, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when I got hold of one of them, they tried to call the number connected to the deliveries, but the number is disconnected. <laughs> oh, fuck. Right. Um, okay. So no, no way to contact I bring it them. to you because a lot of it, other like, like detectives have tried to solve this and you are the man who solved literally every case you've ever had That's in true. the history of this show. That is true. Um, so yeah, you have no, nothing to go on really. No evidence at all. The only thing you know is that sports drink and spring water keep showing up. They're using the door. DoorDash. That is the app they are using, but she cannot get any information off it. Interesting. So, okay, so DoorDash, like, Deliveroo, I'm assuming. So you can, like... Yeah, something like that. Order food, get delivered, pick it up at your door. Right. Um, Who's... It's got to be... Has she any enemies? Like, that needs to be asked. Would anyone just want to fuck with her like this? Oh, I have a few... I have a few ideas that people have put in, shot. Okay. That maybe could answer your question. So one of the theories is that it was part of a brushing scam... This is where brushers order things to random addresses in order to make it appear a legitimate transaction has taken place Ah. and then they write positive reviews for it online. I see. I see. Could this also be a money laundering thing that you like? Because then if you'd be like, oh, it it was delivered, but I didn't, it wasn't delivered to me. So then you get your money back and then now the money is like, has gone through a transaction. So it's clean. Yeah. or, Or could be a stolen credit card. That yeah. people are just, like, testing shit out on the credit card. Could work. Could work. Why her address in particular? Is it specific? Mm. I guess she probably didn't put her address on Reddit, because then she would just get more deliveries, presumably. I, I assume so, yes. I assume so. So this idea is either this is a scam. How are they scamming her? She's receiving drinks, not paying for any of them. Or she also contacted DoorDash, and they said that she could keep the drinks. 
So Right She now just has 150 bottles of shit Maybe the hope is that she like Leaves them outside And you can collect them Because I know that's done with phones and stuff People get phones delivered to a house To be like And then like If it's left on the door They just grab the phone Now you have a phone that's been delivered to an address Is like the system I don't Wait, know Wait what? I've heard this. Uh, my uncle wrote. That sounds like something you have done, and you were also probably doing no, something illegal, selling drugs. No, 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 no. Uh, see, people get phones like de- delivered to a house so that the phone number exists, registered to an address, and then you can use the phone number for shit. Like, ah, okay. You can register okay, for cool. stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't well, like, scam somebody out. Hell yeah, you can. Uh, yeah. But I don't think it relates to Powerade and shit like that. <laughs> Also, I should say, I'm watching Narcos at the minute. So right. I'm just all into, like, there's definitely a drug trade going on. Oh, of course, yeah, you're into the scheme. You're, you're I in went scheme straight mode. from Ozark to Narcos. Man. It's money laundering all what day. What a transfer that is. The, uh, well, we're, I'm, I'm still watching Barry. It's coming out week on week. Barry, Ted Lasso, Succession, Connor, the Holy Trinity. There's the Succession thing, I don't think I want to watch. It's incredibly good, but incredibly stressful. I'm, but I've never looked at a poster and thought, "Jesus, I'm interested." I'm not. I don't know if that's for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like you once, Connor. <laughs> but have you seen the Night Agent? <laughs> that show no. that I recommended last week. That's bad, but good. <laughs> yeah, see, we haven't started watching that yet, but it's on the. Uh, I'm going to be that guy. It's oh, on brother. the list. It's on oh, the list, brother. Connor. The, you still have to watch Young Justice. I've watched Young Justice. No, you fucking haven't, you liar. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be lying to me. <laughs> Never told a lie okay, in my life. What happened in season two of Young Justice? Uh, the the Young Justice League, yeah, they, they solve some crimes, they have a bit of a falling out, they patch things up at the end. Oh, God damn it, he's right, but I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> Swing in the dark. <laughs> Lucky guess. Um, so, we're moving on to our next piece of weird news shot. Also, we didn't solve that woman's problem. I don't, I don't know where those bottles are coming from. Start drinking is is, is the answer. Uh, start the only option is start drinking and then start running. I think so. I think, yeah, you become a, you, you, you become a professional athlete, get a brand deal. Um, because you have so many of these cartons of drink. Mm. Southwest flight delayed, allegedly have overspilled rice in the aisle. <laughs> right. I didn't think that would set things off too much. But a, a Southwest flight from Atlanta to Houston was delayed last week after a flight attendant alleg- allegedly refused to let the plane take off until rice spilled in an aisle by a passenger was cleaned up. That is, Southwest Airlines passenger Jennifer Shaper wrote about the entire saga last week. Uh, that was dubbed it Rice Gate. So, Shaper yeah. claimed that she had just boarded the plane when someone spilled food in their aisle, which was noticed by a nearby flight attendant. The flight attendant screamed, Who spilled rice? and is walking up and down the aisles. They're refusing to leave the gate until someone cleans up the rice that's in the aisle. So what this is, is who spilled rice? The whole place goes silent. There's one person that knows it's their rice, yeah. but will not admit to it. How, but was it, it was like when they were all walking onto the plane, the rice was spilled? Yes. Was okay. But that, so it's cooked rice. Because I was thinking maybe if it's like dry rice, it'll like... Skitter about and get into important. I think you parts should look the at plate. the image of the rice shot. It's a pretty. It's poor. It's it's harrowing. The word South I would use is harrowing, West shocking. I, mean, I nearly, I nearly got, I had nightmares, nightmares for weeks about the rice in the. Just island. fucking someone just pick the fucking rice up. <laughs> it's nothing. What is this? They were, there was an announcement that their flight would not take off until the rice was cleaned. She also showed a shot of the fallen rice on the ground, which had been covered by flight staff with a paper towel. <laughs> like, a, like a corpse like that's being dragged out of yeah. a hotel room. What the... F- Did they draw little chalk lines around all the grains of rice to see where the body was? <laughs> um, so, I, I don't know what's happened here, but there's definitely... Somebody spilled the rice and it caused a five-hour delay of this flight because nobody would own up to spilling the rice. I Like, after, Jesus, after ten minutes, 
would someone not just be like, I'll pick up the fucking rice and then we can get on our way. How did it get to five hours? Apparently, the flight attendant eventually took out a broom and a dustpan and they cleaned it up themselves. Okay? Look, bad that they had to do that because someone made a mess, all right? But five hours! (laughs) The rice was clean, but this is my favourite bit. The flight attendant is mad. (laughs) She has told us all that we were not raised right and she's disappointed (laughs) in all of us. What? Uh, Oh. Why? Weird power trip? Is it just she was having a bad day? Like, what's going on here? What? Who brings rice on a flight? This is another question. question. All right. The uh, also actually sorry, we booked flights to Japan, right? And I got a look at the in-flight meals. Fucking unreal looking, boy. <laughs> so <laughs> good. Japan Air. Pretty good. Oh, that's going to be good. good. They're, they're ja- going to treat you well. Honestly, ja- Japan Air economy. Better than any Aer Lingus plane I've ever fucking been on. Ryanair, fuck you. <laughs> oh, don't even. Oh, don't even talk. I'd be like, they wouldn't put the baggage in the Ryanair economy. <laughs> what, what kind of meals are we talking about? We're talking rice. We're talking. You can get sushi, man. You can get fuck sushi off. on the plane. Yeah, on the plane. On the plane, built into the price of the ticket as well. Oh, don't talk to me. Built in. Built in. Built in. Boy. Ryanair. If you even ask for anything, it's nineteen euro. Just oh. straight off the bat. And they'll park you in a different airport at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, we, we're after landing in China. <laughs> now, to get you to Japan. <laughs> the fucking, as well as with Ryanair as well, you have, like, it's like, oh, whatever, 20 quid for the ticket. 80 euro to bring a bag with you. Oh, they don't fuck about. It's just like, 19 euro, great, one way. And then you look at it, it's like, yeah, you want to bring a bag? That's going to be 30. You want to bring a human? That's going to be another 30. Oh, what's that? Mm. Shoes? Oh, brother, 10 more euro. Just add it on. Oh, you're flying back as well? Ah, uh, no, no, no. And you it. want to choose the seat that you're on? Oh, that's going to cost you. Oh, oh. That's, that's a paddling. <laughs> that's a paddling. Nah, but we, we hope you have a great time. Hope you enjoy the flight. <laughs> but I still go back to the Twitter page for Ryanair is amazing. Um, they had another one today that was like... Uh, if you, if you ask me, Ryanair having no chargers on their flights is absolutely outrageous. And they just replied with, but we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> just pure shithousery. Just who cares? Like, you're, you're still going to end up flying with them all the time. I love that that is their marketing thing of like, you're going to fly with us. Yeah. We don't give a shit. We'll get you there and we won't crash most of the they time. They, like, neg you. They neg you into yeah. flying with them. Just fly in Ryanair for the misery. Like, you hate us, we fucking hate you, but you need us. None of us want to be here, but we're getting paid. <laughs> um, Sean, we're moving on to our next piece of news. And I have a man tried to climb one of Canada's most famous public artworks, then got trapped inside it until rescuers found him. It's poetic, really. He became part of the artwork for a minute. So this is reminded me, and this is a very specific reference that only you will get, the Nace Ball. <laughs> ah, the Nace Ball, of course. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so um, I'm not going to get you to people to look up the Nace Ball. It's just an Irish thing that's just a big fucking ball. <laughs> big sculpture on a motorway. It's a big sphere uh, just outside of Nace and Kildare. Yeah. And everyone's like, there's a nice ball. Uh, if you're from the country, it's how you know you're getting near to Dublin, is when you see the big <laughs> nice ball. Did you know it's a time capsule, Connor? No way. There's a rake of shit in there from the 80s and 90s. It's I'm robbing it. I'm going mad. straight there. Well, this is the thing. If we push hard enough, will it turn over and all of the contents tip <laughs> My out? My favourite... My favourite thing I ever read about the Nace Ball was um, when Paul Meskel comes back to home, he's going to have to introduce Phoebe Bridgers to what the Nace Ball is. Absolutely, he will. And I guarantee he did as well. Uh, There was a Guinness ad. uh, Michael Fassbender walked past the Nace Ball in that ad. He did. He did That was the most star-studded ad I think I could ever think of. Just because not even Fassbender. Fassbender is all right. Once the Nace Ball shows up, I mean... Oh, forget about it. All bets are off. It's I had that song Heyday playing in the background. Then he goes to Galway, jumps in the sea, swims to America to apologize to his brother for something. And then they share a Guinness Connor. Is that 
What is that? I cannot remember that at I'll all. I'll send you this later on because it's ridiculous. I'm, I'll put it in the Detective Devilman group, actually, because everyone should see it. And how old is Fassbender? Oh, he must be like early 20s. Oh, like it's like really lo- ages ago. Like It's ages ago, like it's early 2000s. Okay. Okay, I want you to look up this artwork, by the way, um, because um, police have hit 26-year-old Joaquim with a $5,000 fine charge about one count of mischief, Sean, our favourite charge, after he climbed inside the most famous sculpture in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and got trapped inside it over the weekend. It took three teams of emergency emergency responders including a technical rescue team from the fire department about an hour and a half to try and get him out of the fucking sculpture without damaging the sculpture which is made from 1,000 handcrafted stainless steel spheres oh oh (laughs) how do you get inside that that's impressive he climbed to the top and fell in (laughs) amazing outstanding the talus dome it's it's definitely a first for me, said the Fire Rescue Services Chief T- Troy Brady. Now, that is a Fire Rescue Services Chief name. What am um, I going to do? Troy Brady? Fucking... T- <laughs> <laughs> Just goddamn Troy Brady. <laughs> um, it's definitely different uh, than what we would typically use it for. The Jaws of Life, that's what he's talking about, Sean. Of course. Kind of, it sounds like a joke, but when you actually think about it, kind of a bit of a harrowing sentence to say out loud. Um, so it appears, so they, he appears to have climbed to the top of the silvery structure and slipped inside through a gap between the balls. He shouted for help to let people know he was trapped, and it was another hour before anyone knew he was even in there. It sounds like a structural flaw in the balls, to be fair, that they didn't... They, I mean, the artist probably didn't plan to have someone climb on top of it. Yeah. Surely, it's got to pop into your head, oh, I should make all these balls really secure. It, Connor Swint uh, has then commented and said, It was kind of like watching a mouse fall into a bucket. A local resident who witnessed the incident while out running. He was just kind of running around inside of it, starting to freak out because he couldn't let it out. I mean, you would, wouldn't you? But would you, like, he's, he's already broken it, so why not just start smashing the walls of the thing? So you're thinking, take the whole thing apart? I'm thinking, like, in for a penny kind of a thing. Like, well, you're forgetting Canada, world's nicest place. That man isn't going to cause any damage to that thing. Well, he's already caused damage to the thing, Connor. Mm. You know, be that by accident or no, the, the sculpture's damaged. The sculpture cost over half a million dollars to build, oh, according fuck. to the local <laughs> Oh, no. (laughs) And um, so apparently they moved it in 2018 to avoid additional vandalism um, to that area. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The name Talus Dome is a reference to the Talus Earth formations that naturally accumulate at the base of steep slope, Sean. Um, Interesting fact. Sounds like something that's in National Treasure 2 that he uses to solve a, a riddle. Yeah, it's, it's a clue to another clue. <laughs> um, so apparently, this view proved harder to, hard to resist, Sean. Um, and he said, I just wanted to go on an adventure. And I climbed up there and I ended up slipping and falling through. When he realised he was stuck, he told to himself, this is bad. <laughs> yep, that's me. Bet you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> So, Sean, I want to put you in that scenario. You fall in. Yeah. And I think for the first minute or two, you keep it cool. You're like, it's ah, probably fuck. easy to get out. Yeah, it's I got in and I can get out again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, then as you try and move them and they all will not budge, and then you look up and the gap that you fell through is like 12 feet in the air, and you're like, oh, I can't get out. But... Like, do I have my phone on me? Because I would just call a friend with a ladder and some rope. What if you broke your phone on the fall? Um, I mean, yeah, like a sphere. Statistically, the hardest shape to climb. I'm sure you know. Uh, I like. I'm. I'm gonna. I like. Mm, I think I'm. I'm kicking. I'm just kicking at the weakest looking ball. To try and <laughs> force all, my way They're out. all the same. No, they're different sizes and stuff. So you're, what you're thinking is you're like going to walk. walk you're you're you going to walk around with your broken phone, clinging them, and yeah. you're looking for a hollow one. No, I, no, I'm not even attacking the spheres directly. I'm looking for 
the the weakest linkages between spheres, oh, and I'll okay. systematically deconstruct the sculpture from mm. there in such can a way it can be put you? back together. Can I? I'll be honest with you. You will be stuck in there for days. <laughs> no, not at all, Connor. Not at this is all. one of those scenarios where you're, you are just blindly confident that you can do something with no evidence. I'm just, I, legitimately, I'll be out of there. I will get out of there. <laughs> legitimately, seconds. That's all it would <laughs> no, take. No, no. It'll take time. But all I'm okay, saying how is, how much time are you putting on yourself? Ah, like okay, what time do I fall in at? You fall in at ten o three a.m. A.M. I'll be out of there by 3 p.m. <laughs> For better or worse, I'll be out of there. <laughs> but like, there's help outside. You're like, stay away, you <laughs> bastards. <laughs> Look, like if 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 the if the balls were able to break up top, I can break them down bottom. But they weren't broken. There was just a gap up top. How did he fall in such a fucking gap then? I don't know. He fell head first. Head first. Yeah. Head first onto his phone, did he? <laughs> yeah, he felt. Oh, you're trying to. I'm breaking your phone as part of the story. I don't know if his phone is broken. Well, all right, the phone is broken. That's fine. Now I have a tool I can use. I'm smashing yeah, the phone do? in between all the little balls. You're literally taking the phone apart within minutes. I'm not even taking it apart. Just like a phone is a solid enough thing, you know. I can. Yeah. I can use that to wedge. I can jimmy with that. <laughs> like, what are you jimmying? <laughs> Balls! I'm gonna separate them. How? The 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 the, the okay. The way the spheres work, right? When they yeah. join, when, Tell me how spheres when they work. when they touch, they only touch at one point. Okay, mm. because of the way spheres are. So there's the very smallest bit of weld in between all of these. Oh, okay. All I need to do is fatigue that weld enough to the point that it fatigue shatters. That That's the term you would use, okay? I just need to fatigue Metal the weld. fatigues, it goes through. Are you going to fatigue stresses. it by, like, mentally, like, talking to it? Maybe making uh, it run? Yeah, I do that every Wednesday. Uh, yeah. But. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm like chipping away at it over and over again. Then I get a bit of wiggle going and then I'm yanking on the thing. Yanking and then on it. Uh, the ball pops out. Now I've got a ball to use as a hammer. I, but surely when the ball... <laughs> surely when the ball comes out, you're free. No, I need to do a couple of balls probably. Oh, sorry. Like, so this is going to take fucking hours. Nah, I think what will happen is you'll, lo- you'll get your arm trapped and have to chop it off. No reason. Sean, are you holding on to the ball? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, Sean, I think that's it for this week's Weird News. Oh, we end on another mental triumph for Sean Meehan. Um, would you like Have me to take this Connor? Yes. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Weird News. We'll be back on Friday with Hero or Zero. Monday with Movies Monthly. That's Movie Mondays Ooh. Monthly. We'll fix... We'll f- settle on a name uh, yeah. and then next Wednesday with another episode of Weird News Wednesday big shout outs to everyone over on Patreon that's patreon.com forward slash heroes for hire podcast shout outs of course go to Roisin the wife Palmer Joe Burney Ryan Kamatsu Dozer Enthusiast Evanson Anonymous Comrade Viva La Revolution David Clark Sean Chucklin the Wash and It'll Be Grand Jamieson Dominic Anna Irish Walrus Forever Helm Roos Danny McLaughlin where we're going we don't need roads we need cake Lord Smish Michelle Brown Michaela Doughty Frost Buster Ed Ball Lorraine and Connor have swapped the order of their names to purposely bamboozle Sean Russ I need some advice ChatGPT advised me to send money to a Nigerian prince should I parfit Jackson yes. Bruheim yeah oh, sorry yeah. yes absolutely send everyone money on the internet uh, via patreon.com forward slash here's for our podcast <laughs> that's what you said to everyone <laughs> thank you also to Jackson Bruheim Liz had a few too many on St. Paddy's Day and tipsily subscribed to the Patreon and Kira Lawler Thank you all so, so much for the continued support. I really do appreciate it. Um, and there will be uh, a movie review going up soon on the Patreon. Um, and you also have the Green Lantern review from this month that went out. So heaps of stuff over there if you're interested. Uh, there's also a merch store, heroesforhire.ie forward slash shop. Twitter's at heroesforhirepod. The four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Devilman's Discussion Group. Instagram is heroesforhire podcast. And the best way to ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. So I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I've been Connor Lawler. I escaped from a sculpture. See you next week, guys. Bye. Bye.
would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.